Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Mornings with Ron. We're so glad to have you with us. We're happy to have those of you who are joining us from iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and many of the other podcast sites out there. I hope that you enjoyed our episode last week, and this was our first episode on self-awareness. And this week, we're going to do our second episode on self-awareness. You know, anytime that you're taking a look inside yourself and having a conversation about things that have to do with you personally, it sometimes means that you have to open up and share some things that you wouldn't normally otherwise share. Sometimes they're embarrassing, sometimes they're encouraging, and sometimes they're just things that help people deal with things that are going on in their uh, everyday lives. So with that, let's get on with this week's uh, podcast and here's self-awareness part two. One thing for certain in our Bring Smiles to Seniors program is that we got around to see seniors a lot. And that's one of the things that I love most about what we do. In the early months of the program, we were able to deliver cards to residents individually, and that resulted in us being able to see seniors in a variety of living situations and having many interactions with people. One thing we learned early on was that we should never take a negative interaction personally, and that dealing with seniors requires a different level of patience, compassion, and understanding than what's required in our everyday lives. As I move into my mid-50s, I'm starting to feel changes in my body that aren't always positive. Getting up and down isn't as easy as it used to be, Getting up from sitting on the floor and sorting cards is more difficult than tasks in the past. Little aches and pains here and there are popping up unexpectedly that cause you to face the reality that things just aren't the same. Now, imagine another 20 to 30 years in the future and having to deal with even more of that, sometimes without relief for days on end, and you begin to realize that seniors are going through experiences that are only yet to come for us. Waking up every morning with ailments that last throughout the day or dealing with the fact that age is getting the best of you when you still want to be young is a much different mindset than what we have in our younger years. There are seniors that take it all in stride and they have the most positive outlook that make us want to be just like them. And there are others that aren't dealing with the aging process so well and have a much more difficult time coping. If you compound the aging issues with the fact that many who enter senior communities never again see the outside of the four walls that they live in, you could start to see why we have to have a little more patience in dealing with them. When we encounter a senior, we have no idea of what they are going through or their history. We don't know if they still have family involved or if they've been left alone. We aren't aware that they may be dealing with a debilitating disease or pain from an illness that is affecting their mood. That's why we treat each and every senior that we come in contact with as we would our own parent or grandparent. It's why we show them a sense of respect and compassion that they've earned the right to have. And while we have a compassion for seniors, we also have a compassion for caregivers who are with seniors day in and out. They have to deal with a multitude of different personalities that make each day different and challenging, but in the end, rewarding for what they do. Our hats go off to them. So the next time you encounter a senior and things aren't going quite as smoothly as you like, think about those little aches and pains that you're having yourself. Take a deep breath and attempt to put yourself in their shoes. God willing, one day we'll all be seniors ourselves, 
and then we will truly understand why patience is a virtue. My friend Tim always finds the best sayings, and I saw one that he posted on his Facebook page recently that gave me the inspiration for today's message. My goal is to build a life that I don't need a vacation from. Now, this got me to think about life as a whole and just what kind of life we strive to live. We all make choices in the different components that make up our life as a whole. The work we choose, the friends we have, the activities we choose to do, and the people we select to go on life's journey with us. When you sit down and take a good look at those components, are the choices we are making filling our lives with things that enrich it and make it enjoyable? Or are we filling it with mundane tasks and people that in the end just make us want to take a vacation from it all because we really want something different? We have absolute choice over the life that we live. The problem is that sometimes even though we're in life situations that we don't like, we are so comfortable in the mire of it all that we either don't know how or just choose not to change it. We stay in bad jobs because we need the paycheck. We choose unhealthy relationships because we're afraid of being alone. Having someone, anyone, is good enough. We involve ourselves in activities because it is what we are supposed to do, not because it's actually something we enjoy. We even get ourselves into situations because we don't know how to say no, even though it's something that has no positive impact on our life. When you come in contact with people who truly love their lives and live a life full of meaning and purpose on their terms, they are wonderful to be around. They have found the art of making choices in their life that fulfill and enrich it while living a life for themselves rather than a life that someone else wants for them. It's not easy and there's an art to it. However, once you master it, the benefits are amazing. It doesn't happen overnight and it's always a work in progress. So, in a moment of reflection, take an inventory of your own life and evaluate what kind of life you've chosen for yourself. Will the things you do today be things that enrich your life and make it better? Or will your activities and the components you have chosen for yourself keep you living a life that causes a constant need for a vacation? The choice is ultimately ours. The question is, will we make the right choice? You know, at 5'10 and 196 pounds, people would not normally automatically figure out that food seems to be the one thing in my life that I have difficulty controlling. But unfortunately, it is. When I complain about needing to lose pounds, people always say that I look fine. But what they don't realize is that I see and feel it very differently, and it's a struggle that many people share. At my heaviest weight, I was 213. And when I look back at those pictures, I wonder how I ever got there. Well, I know how I got there. I ate too much. And the reality is, if you eat more calories than you burn, then you gain weight. It's that simple. I guess the real question is, why is it so difficult to control? Several years ago, I joined a concierge doctor practice where I finally got a general practitioner that actually spent time with me. He helped me understand the relationship with food and set me on a plan not a diet plan, but a plan to limit my intake to just a certain number of calories a day. And during that process, I developed a love for running and ran every morning until I eventually did my first 5K. I managed to get down to 183, and that was 30 pounds lighter than my heaviest weight, and I felt great. However, eventually we decided to move from monthly visits to quarterly and then biannual, and once those visits and that support stopped, it was easy to fall back into my old ways. 
I hurt my knee so I couldn't run anymore, and I work from home so food is always readily accessible. I like trying new restaurants, fast food is easy for lunch, and now I think you can start to see the excuses. I can be on my way to the store to buy a salad and wind up with fried chicken, potato chips, and dip, and of course an apple fritter for dessert. I'll have just one Coke that eventually turns into three. Can you see a pattern? Anyone who has ever struggled with their weight will relate to what I'm talking about. Have you ever bought the bag of chips, eaten half of them, decided to throw the rest away, and then pulled them out of the garbage and finished them off while telling yourself if they're gone, then you won't be able to eat anymore? How about having a freezer full of Nutrisystem readily available, but going for the egg salad sandwich, Fritos, and donut instead? And part of recognizing an issue is being open and honest about it. Part of addressing it is admitting to yourself. Sharing it often makes it real, while hiding it allows us to continue a pattern that seems endless. When I was 183, I looked good, I felt good, and my blood tests all returned to normal. It's a place I fully intend to get to again. Why do I share this story with you? I do it in hopes that if you're struggling, that you know that you're not alone. I also share it with you because in doing so, I no longer hide in my pantry. It's no longer just my secret. I share my story because while we all want a better world for others, we also want a better world for ourselves. I've talked before about goals, and when we achieve them, we feel good. Achieving a goal is always a work in progress, and it's one day at a time. I look forward to sharing my progress on this journey with you in the future. And if you have similar struggles, I hope that I've sparked something in you to take that initial step and then another and another while moving forward just one day at a time. I hope that you also know that you're not alone. It's a struggle that many of us share. This next message I actually came up with after the horrors of the shooting in the synagogue in Pittsburgh. And since then, there have been several other shootings in synagogues that really have touched my heart and soul. And I thought so soon after this last shooting, it's probably timely to share my experience again with the Jewish faith and how my life has been touched over the years by that faith in so many ways. And I called it, um, I'm not Jewish, but I could be. I'm very fortunate to have many Jewish friends and to see a community ripped apart, such as what happened in Pittsburgh and other places, really does tear at my soul. In my senior year of high school, part of my senior trip included a stop in Germany, where I had the opportunity to visit the concentration camp in Dachau. If you've never been to a concentration camp, it's impossible to describe the feeling that you get while standing in the front of the ovens where so many people of the Jewish faith were burned. The barracks, the courtyards, the gas chambers, and the stark reminders of very dark days all make for a bold realization that this horrible event was real, powerful, sad, and unnecessary. The air in the camp was heavy and cold despite the camp being set in southern Bavaria, some of the most beautiful country in the world. As I stood there, I realized that I wasn't Jewish, but it hit me just the same, and I realized that I could be. Fast forward 30 years and I find myself standing in the middle of the Jewish cemetery in Prague, the Czech Republic. After my experience in Dachau so many years earlier, I needed to educate myself more about this era that some foolishly denounced as never happening while others faced it firsthand. As I stood among the broken tombstones in the cemetery and saw the desecration of what should have been the most sacred ground, I cried. I wept for those that lacked a basic understanding of human decency to accept people for who they are, what they believe, and who they love. 
Inside the Children's Museum in the cemetery, I saw the writings of the children that had a hope for a better tomorrow. I saw the drawings, the color, and the resilience in the face of adversity at a time when their hour was most dark. It was then that I again understood that I wasn't Jewish, but I could be. Fast forward another few years, and once again I found myself immersed among the Jewish faith as I learned to play and love the game of Mahjong. An ancient game brought to modern times, it comes with a sense of community, compassion, and love that's hard-pressed to find in today's times. I get to be around some of the most amazing women and a few men on the planet. They are there for each other in their times of need, celebrate successes, support each other in their causes, and accept those of non-Jewish faith as if they were their own. They are rich in history, cemented in belief, and full of love and understanding. Our ability to grow as human beings comes from the compassion and love that we show towards others. We don't have to agree with who they are, how they live their lives, or what religion or political affiliation they have. We, however, have an obligation to let others live in peace with their own lives, following their own paths that feed their heart and nourish their soul while we do the same with ours. Growing up, my doctor was a Jewish man in a small town in Florida that didn't even know what the word Jewish meant for the most part. My boss who hired me into my last job was a Jewish woman who went on to become an amazing part of my life. And now I'm surrounded by many Jewish women on a regular basis that love and support me for who I am and ask me to be nothing different. I stood in front of that children's museum in Prague wearing the traditional yarmulke. I knew I wasn't Jewish, but I also knew I could be. In this final message, I was thinking just how complicated our worlds become. Each day it becomes more and more difficult to maneuver through the happenings in the world without saying something or conveying something that's going to set someone off. We have never been more divided as a people, and that naturally makes one long for a simpler time. I grew up in the 1960s, which certainly had its own issues during that era. But the things that I remember are the things of which I am most fond. We lived in a neighborhood where we never locked our doors. My brother and I could be out after dark and my parents didn't have to worry whether or not we'd be home. We respected our elders. We always said yes ma'am and yes sir. Milk still was left in the cooling box by our front door and we always had dinner together around the same table. Our lives didn't revolve around television, cell phones, computers, and much of the technology that we have today. We created our own games, we played outside, we were creative in our hobbies, and most importantly, we talked with each other. Of course, we had our disagreements, but at the end of the day, we were bound by a familial love that got us through difficult situations day after day. Sometimes I miss sitting at the soda fountain and having a root beer float. I miss going into the five and dime and having the owner give us a piece of candy. I miss church socials where you got to eat some of the best southern cooking on the planet. I miss the annual movie theater outing where the owner had a day where Santa would come and visit and everyone got popcorn and candy for free. Maybe I'm just feeling a little sentimental as I get older, but when things get difficult in our current world, finding solace in those times gone by seems to bring about a little peace and tranquility that helps to get us through the day. There's no question that we're living in complicated times. However, we have the ability to make each day our own and block out the negative around us if we just find our own unique way of doing it. I hope this message inspires you to revisit some of the good memories of your past. Sometimes all it takes is a little reminder to visit our true selves to bring things back into perspective. So that's it. Another episode of Mornings with Ron. 
I hope you have enjoyed this second part of our series about self-awareness. I hope that something I've said in this podcast will trigger something in your life or something that you can use to help you as you get through your daily routines. As you go out into this great big world of ours, always remember to be the reason that someone smiles. 